A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton. Joining me today is Jay Cross. Hello. And Matt Knight. Hello. That's right, everyone. And on this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about Nam. What our favourite things were from Nam. Other things we should have spoken about at Nam. What we've been up to this week. And there's some cool news from Ashdown and Lunastone as well. So keep tuned. Okay, you've made it through the intro. Ah, there you go. I certainly did make it, it through the it intro. It sounded like you were going to cut off then. You were oh. like, so stay tuned, and then it's just going to cut, and then it's going to something else. So, this is our first podcast back from Nam, and we are Mark Packhamless. That's right. The dullest man in the universe is still on holiday, leaving the three of us to uh, try and sort of amble through some form of coherent podcast. We will... Certainly do our best. But yes, we have just, we've got back from Nam. We're all recovered to an extent. Are we? We're all recovered. All right, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm nowhere close to recovery. I was listening to, um, I was listening to the 60s Cycle Hum podcast uh, this afternoon. Uh, they've done their post Nam podcast already. Slightly, yeah. Slightly ahead Did you us. listen to it because you saw someone on yes. 60 Cycle Hum talking about you? <laughs> <laughs> is that why you listen no, to it? No, I do listen to their right, podcast, okay. but yeah, that is why. I was like, <laughs> I want to hear about me. And I was pretty happy to find that I took up a, a decent 10 minutes of their podcast. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> that is, I, I'm actually quite behind on my podcast, so thank you for giving me the heads up that oh, right. I can give uh, this week's 60 Sakuhama <laughs> skip. No, it was it, it was a good podcast. But yeah, it was. Uh, the, I, I was pretty happy to find that I was the subject of... Unfortunately, I'm never the subject of, of people's conversation for like... My guitar knowledge, or or musicianship, or anything well, like that. You're always yeah. on here for bass-related queries, and we don't really have any bass-related queries. So. We don't. This, the bass is just dead. Um, but yeah, they basically just talked about my alcoholism, which was uh, which was fine. I, I mean, I, th- I think I did well. <laughs> was this some sort of intervention podcast? <laughs> oh, that would be great. Was it actually a podcast? Uh, yeah. <laughs> did, it, it, did Stephen Ryan just call you up and just, just make sure you were okay? Like, Are you okay, mate? Can you just you need to just you know drink less <laughs> <laughs> less sunset dawns? But yes, anyway. Uh, so uh, yes, welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about everything about Nam and what our favourite things were from the floor at Nam and uh, and just a, an overall roundup because I think there are still some super cool things that we checked out on the on the last day that we haven't spoken about but first um we should talk about what's happened since because a few of us stuck around a little bit afterwards Jay Cross first of all you went to Guitar Center you did a bit of a GC visit JC uh, at GC That's right yeah well I so I flew out I flew home on the Monday, so the day after Nam. Right. Uh, and I, I, first of all, I should apologise to uh, all of my fans for not being on the podcast for the last week or so. Oh, it's terrible. Last couple of weeks. I know that I'm the main reason that people listen. I do apologise. Um, unfortunately, some of us had real work to do and yeah. uh, weren't able to treat this as a boozy jolly. So, you know, I was... <laughs> I was out and about yeah, earning my crust, and uh, and I didn't get a chance to knock about with you boys too much and, and drink booze. No, you were a company man this now. I was. I was very busy. I had a great time, actually. I tell you what, I had a, I had a really good time. Um, but after Nam, 
I uh, yeah, uh, me and a couple of the people that I work with, we um, we got uh, we hired a car, we rented a car, and we drove to uh, Hollywood, and we went to Sunset Boulevard, went to check out the 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 big guitar center, and it's fantastic. It really it really was a, a fantastic shop. Um, outside, they've got loads of memorable not outside, but outside of the shop behind in in. Uh, in glass cabinets, they've got loads of rock and roll memorabilia. They've got Marky Ramones drum kit. They've got a full Ramones mannequin. Uh, they've got loads of people's handprints, loads of famous people's handprints, um, which was really cool, including uh, Leo Fenders, Les Pauls. Oh, that's cool. Uh, all of the Ramones are there. Uh, all of Smashing Pumpkins. They really love the Ramones. Uh, they really love the Ramones. But I mean, who? I mean, who wouldn't? You know, who wouldn't? Creators of uh, right. rock and roll, right. real creators of right. rock and roll. Okay. But um, they had loads of really cool stuff. And then we went inside, and we we were having a bit of a look around. And uh, what was what was really cool was seeing some stuff that um, I've only ever heard about because it's um, Fender stuff that's Guitar Center exclusive. So there was a lot of stuff there that we'd never seen before. Um, so that was really cool. And uh, then we went into the vintage section, which was. It really was a mate. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Some of the stuff that they had there was just was was just unreal. Um, I tried what is absolutely my dream guitar. I felt really bad about this because well, kind of bad about it. So I was with a couple of colleagues, one of whom used to own a nineteen eighty two Les Paul Custom in black, right. and it was his dream guitar, and he sold it, and uh, a little while ago. And has always said that if he ever got a chance, he'd buy another one. And they didn't have a 1982 Les Paul Custom in Ebony, but they did have a 1983 Les Paul Custom in Natural. And he looked at that and he went, well, I mean, that's very, that's very close. That's very <laughs> close. And so he, he asked to try it because he was really considering buying it. And uh, whilst he was plugging that in, I saw up on the wall this, which uh, is my absolute dream guitar, a 1960 Les Paul Jr., Double cut oh, in TV yellow. Oh, this guitar! It was, yeah. it was, it was, it looked unbelievable. What an absolute and dream guitar. I, I really, really sheepishly went up to the uh, the the, uh, the the guitar shop employee and said, "Is there is there any chance I could just? I don't need to plug it in. I just want to like play both the chords that I know." And uh, and he <laughs> he got it down and and I sat there and I played it and I was such a such a nerd. I got one of one of my mates who I was with to take a couple of photos of me holding it. I, it was amazing. It was so you, so. You got someone to take photos of you playing it whilst you wore sunglasses. The sunglasses fell. They uh, I'd like. Okay, I'd sure. put I'd put them up on my head and they fell down onto my. That's uh-huh. the story that I'm going to rock with yeah, anyway. Okay, so, you know. that's cool. But um, <laughs> but apart from that, they had they had loads of stuff. There was um there was a, a whole load of Les Paul Juniors. There was tons of Les Paul Customs um, and then also loads of other weird stuff that I just wasn't expecting to see there was a, a load of Mustangs which were amazing um, there was a whole wall of Epiphone uh, Wilshires and um, what's the other what's the one that is the same shape as a Wilshire but isn't a Wilshire uh, not a Coronet a um, uh, it is a Coronet isn't it uh, I, I, I thought it was Wilshire and Coronet yeah, it's Coronet, I'm sure it is. Is it? Okay. Yeah, maybe, it is. Maybe yeah. it is Coronet. Um, yeah, yeah, Coronet. Yeah, it is Coronet. I found the picture. Yeah, there was a load of Wilshires and a load of Coronets, and they were amazing. And there was a really weird um, uh, 330, ES330, with just a single P90 oh. in the middle. Yeah, that is what Yeah, yeah. It's just, had, it's just it? amazing. Like, oh, really, man, that's the really, dream. But like weird seeing like an actual 1960, uh, yeah. 1960. Do you know, I, I, I saw a 330 um, where the P90 had been replaced with a humbucker at the um, at the South of England guitar show uh, the, oh, yeah. the, the other month. They're, like, they're so super rare, 330s. I would absolutely buy one. So I saw I saw some. Oh, I should mention by the way that that um, that Les Paul custom that Les Paul Junior that I tried was ten grand. You know, oh, it was in, it was in USD in, in USD in in us. Yeah, um, but yeah, some of the other weird stuff that they had in there was uh, a uh, Dan Electro uh, six string sitar. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Yes. Um, there, yeah, as I say, a load of really cool Mustangs. Um, they had a Travis Bean. 
974 Travis Beam with a, a uh, aluminium neck, you know, fully aluminium neck. Amazing. Um, some really cool, some really cool bases. A uh, couple of 4001s. There was one. I'm just looking for the picture now that really weirded me out. That I'd, I'd never seen one before. It was. I can't find. I don't know if I took a picture of it in the end. But it was a. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. It was. Sorry, I realise this is dreadful radio. It was a 1978. Uh, Standard P base, fretless, right? Maple neck, right? Maple neck, fretless. That's pretty cool. When do you see those? No, yeah, you don't. It was. Why would you have a maple neck one? Well, actually, I used to own a maple neck fretless Ibanez Roadster, a 1979 Ibanez Roadster. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, but um, it was when I bought it. The the guy who had it before me used round rounds on it, and maple brilliant because maple's so brittle as opposed to rosewood. It just it just really burnt like full full lengths like ferrules into the into the neck so it was it, it was pretty you definitely couldn't use any vibrato on it right okay okay <clears throat> um but yeah the other thing that they had there the real sort of piece de resistance if you will was a 1952 uh first production year les paul um oh, gold oh top man. signed wow. by les paul oh Signed uh, by Les. Signed Paul. by Les. Paul. Mate, you've ruined it. Some some guy called Les has signed it. Oh, oh Les. <laughs> was it the Les Paul? Or oh no, was it, was, a guy it was some. Les it was just Paul. some guy called Les Paul. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was that was amazing. Um, and then after that, we went over the road to uh, the Mesa Boogie Shop, which was really cool. Um, so wait, wait, wait. They still make amps. They still make amps. Does anyone buy them anymore? Uh, I mean, we were the only ones in the shop, but I'm sure that there is. I'm sure that uh, you'd know better than I would. Has anyone bought a Mesa Boogie since Foo Fighters second record? No, you're right. I think everyone's buying twins now. Uh, twins, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think everyone's buying uh, EVH fifty one fifty Mark threes. Um, so we went over the road to the to the Boogie Shop, and they had they had basically they were using it as a way to showcase their their custom shop. So they had all their amps in with different color face plates and different color fret cloths and different color Tolex. They had uh, like Coco Bolo encased amps. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, it was all very mess of boogie, but they also had, um, it was also just a guitar shop. So they had a load of, not a load, but a, a few select very cool brands in there. Um, first of all, with the pedals, they were a uh, Ramble FX uh, uh, re- like reseller, oh, so yeah. they had like all the Marvel drives, and I had a chat with the, the oh, geezer awesome. about that. They had the um, fr- they were free the tone uh, uh, stockist. They had some uh, Chase Bliss stuff. They had some uh, Mesa Boogie pedals, of course. Um, but the guitars were the were the really interesting selection. Um, they had some Nash Custom Shop stuff i love nash and they also had um they were also a titan stockist oh really yeah which was the thing that which was the thing that yeah that was what really got me because i and i i nearly didn't see them i nearly just walked straight past them but as as we were going past i i just out the corner of my eye i caught what looked like um what looked like a titan so and and for for listeners because i think nash are quite established we can get away with just saying Nash. sure yeah you're right explain uh explain titan so titan is the uh quote-unquote budget version budget brand of cower guitars um doug cower being uh luthier who you guys met Oh my show. god! Oh my I didn't god. get a chance to meet him. Nice dude. Nicest dude. I'm, I'm Facebook planet. friends with him now. Are you? I'm Facebook I'm friends fantastic. with Doug um, I was really glad I didn't get to meet him. Listeners will remember uh, Cower guitars from the Canyonero, which was the uh, uh, the sort of uh, Gretsch looking um, guitar with Simpsons inlays. He was saying he might make another. Well, I mean, bonkers. Yeah. That's fair. but Titan is the sort of budget range of those now if i if i remember correctly they're all about 1300 dollars. so you know it's not cheap as chips but they are uh american made if i'm not mistaken yeah they're american made and they're sort yeah of, they're, they're still us made yeah they're and they're they're just kind of stripped back so yeah. you don't get all the really fancy inlays yeah, so it's not binding and, and funky no. inlays it's just and i know the functional workmanship i know that like. ryan from 60 cycle hum's got one because we, we were actually talking about them um ryan and i on w- one of the five minute occasions that i got to to speak with him uh and and we i said that like, i didn't get a chance to go to the the cow booth and i, I was really hoping to um and he you know he 
brought up the fact that he's got this Titan and he just he just absolutely loves it. So I I, I was really glad to see that they were in a shop as yeah. well as well as just being a you know a custom built not custom built but as well as just being a sort of one person luthier absolutely geezer absolutely uh, what, what it's brand? not just an internet company they they no. are establishing themselves as a real company which is something that i really like i think for us they've kind of come out of nowhere i know that ryan and the 60 cycle humboys have known about them for some time and stuff and i'm sure maybe they are more established on the other side of the pond from us but for us they kind of came out of nowhere and to to turn up at nam and and, and where cower had their their booth there were two booths for right for cower but did they have a cow booth and a titan booth uh i don't know what this yeah kind of sort of they had one that was like a bit of both because they also make guitar cases so there was one that had titan cower and some guitar cases and that was a much more functional booth and then the uh the other one uh was on the there was an area like a sectioned off area in the same way that um there was kind of a boutique pedal builders area where yeah. everyone yeah, sort yeah. of sh- shared a stand. There was this, are you a mental luthier? Sort right, of area, okay. Where it was sort of, it was almost all in one area, all on one stand, but with everyone with their own little table. That wasn't where yeah. Kiesel Carving were, was it? No, no. Because no. right, okay. It was the, <clears throat> it's called the boutique guitar showcase. And yeah, it's like, all the most mental guitar builders, but then they put Cara at the front because they're probably the most the normal. Most and everyone goes, yeah. oh, they look great. Oh, I'll kind of look around. <laughs> and then you just get... I you mean, get there was one that a, was like... A bonkers vortex. Well, well they- one was like... Um, oh, what's it called? Like a resin, but it had like doll's heads and butterflies oh like word. injected oh, yeah. oh, into that- the resin and then that made up the body, which also was covered in like carpet. Oh, that, that, <laughs> absolutely! Don't get me wrong. There was some absolute wang on that stand, but the, the but the Cowa guitars were at like front and center, and they really were. They were the best things there. There were some great guitars there, but he stood out as being the most tasteful luthier there. He had right. a, a complete range of guitars that were all finished in the same kind of. Um, sort of teal oh i saw yeah it was it was a uh, yeah he'd done a complete set six guitar five guitars and an and electric mandolin. mandolin yeah yeah exactly uh, and it was that it it just it it set off the entire area it was much better than anything else on that stand like absolute hats off to Cal oh that was so good so he had a um sorry joe what'd you say no go on I was going to say that the ban- I think it was the Banshee they had there with three in the green with gold hardware, three TV Jones pickups, and it just looked absolutely amazing. I was just like, I wish I had money. Really <laughs> wanted it. It looked amazing. I think he'd sold a couple by the the, the first day. I think he'd the, already said he'd the, sold a couple. The Banshee is the Firebird looking one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the one for me. That's that's the guitar that really turned me on to. Cow. I, rem- I remember re- um, seeing a post on one of the Facebook f- forums about it and, and Doug Cow responding saying that he, my understanding is, if I'm remembering this correctly, he did actually work with Gibson to put together a guitar that was different enough so that he wouldn't like get, you know, six months down the road <laughs> and then get, get the old uh, C&D. So um, that guitar looks fantastic. I was really disappointed I didn't get a chance to come and see them. I, um, I bumped into Doug Cow on the, on the Sunday and um, uh, I, w- I was walking around uh, with Mary Spender and I bumped into Doug Cower and he was wearing a Matt Knight badge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Which is pretty good. That's That's cool. quite, I was quite happy with that. Um, That's really funny. I, I think he's going to come on the podcast. I think I'm going to interview him about The Simpsons um, and maybe talk about some guitars because he loves The Simpsons probably more than he likes making guitars, to be honest. Wow, by good the, old boy. From when we spoke to him. Yeah, I think he made about um, two or three Simpsons reference in the in the 10-minute conversation I had with him. Oh, yeah. and his business card is also a oh, Simpsons has a reference, Simpsons reference. Well. Yeah, yeah, it is as well. So, Jay Cross, was there anything else at the at the Boogie, uh shop that you saw? I don't know. No, no, they had... Uh, there, was, there was... Yeah, as I say, there was Nash, there was... Um, there was Cowa. I think they had some, uh, not Cowa, there was Titan. I think they had some PRS there as well, you know, which you'd expect. Yeah. Um, other than that, it was uh, it was, it was was quite a small shop. But if ever you're in the area, I'd really recommend checking it out. Um, the, there's there's also a Sam Ash just over the road, which I really wanted to go and check out. But we, we just didn't have time. And what we actually wanted to do was uh, go to the Amoeba Music oh, yeah. uh, around the corner. So I we, went there. Did you go there? Yeah, we went to Amoeba. What did you buy? Uh, 
Uh, all I actually all I bought was a an Amoeba record, uh, an Amoeba music T-shirt, and I bought a Brian Eno T-shirt as well. Oh, fair enough. Um, it was just it was so big. I just couldn't. I wasn't sure where to start. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, 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 I've got there's a couple of record stores in Brighton, and I've got a good relationship with the people that were there, and I just I like to go there, and uh, yeah, I just I, I didn't get I, I couldn't expend the time that I would have needed to to get the most out of being there. No, but definitely. it's mad. I'd really recommend going. I have uh, the same routine every time I go to Amoeba Records, which is to uh, to just find um, uh, the Deerhoof section because right. because uh, Deerhoof are such a, a kind of a, a quirky small math band. They do loads of like limited edition releases and they'll do like 500 of it. And it'll be an album that I can get over here, but on like a limited edition Colour, vinyl, yeah, yeah. Color vinyl. So there's there's always always something there that I can't get in the UK. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I end up every time I've been to Amoeba Records, I've just bought a like Deerhoof record, a load of Deerhoof. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Then. yeah, so it works for me. Um, so Matt Knight, since we've been back from yes. Dam, you've uh, you've been modding your SG or thinking about modding your SG. Yeah, I I mean, basically, obviously, I didn't play guitar for three months when I was in Japan, and then I came back, and then it was Christmas, and then I was like, right. January, you know, time for a new rig. So I ripped everything apart, and then I did exactly what, what I did last year: was rip rip it apart before two days before I went to Nam, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to rebuild it now, am I?" And it's still being um, well; it's just in pieces next to me. Um, but I I just gave everything a bit of a restring, and I was like, "Do you know what? I really love this Gibson, and it's not worth any money to sell, and." I'm, it's just sitting here and I'm like, maybe I just need to like breathe some life into it. And I thought maybe it could do with some new pickups. It's had the same pickups for quite some time. So what pickups? Has it had the is same uh, pickups? Isn't it the longest running guitar that you own or something? Uh, no, well, technically mm. my acoustic is the longest running guitar. Nobody, that cares, I own. Nobody cares about acoustic no. guitars, man. We've, uh, we've mentioned oh. this on the podcast before, but um, Matt Knight lent me that SG, I know, like three years, four years ago for me to play. I played the first ever, um, it was the first ever lesbian, uh, uh, what, what would you call something if there are two religions involved? Uh it was like a Jewish Christian lesbian wedding and it right, was the okay. first ever one. And right. uh, I was the wedding band and the wedding band consisted of, a, they, they wanted to, the, the two girls getting married wanted to, um, wanted to make the band up of their friends. But the only friends they had were, was a keyboard player, me and a drummer. Oh, I thought you were going to say you, you just, you got roped into it as oh, well. Yeah, well, <laughs> the only friends that, they didn't have anyone who could play guitar, so you got asked. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't. So I had to play guitar and yeah. bass. So I made myself like a dual rig. Uh, it was great. It was loads of fun. I had. I was like, I was biamping into a bass amp and a guitar amp, and I used uh, I used Matt's SG. Um, what what were the pickups? And that was the last gig it ever played. Yeah. What <laughs> what were the pickups that you you popped in that SG? It had two bare knuckle mississippi queen p90s in it i think at that point which were perfect uh, i must say absolutely perfect for two and a half hours of pink covers <laughs> which is literally what they asked for um and then i replaced the bridge pickup with a demazio path pro but then that became kind of irrelevant once i got the les paul and then it's kind of just sat unused and to be honest all my guitars have sat relatively unused since i bought the music man um a year ago um but i was like i should probably just do something different with it and then you know perry ormsby was like oh, i'll just send you a load of free stuff and i was like cheers mate really nice to meet you Nam. thanks for all the free stuff all the free stuff that you're gonna send me um so yeah no i don't know i'm gonna stick some new pickups in it and it needs a new wiring harness because it's got a circuit board in it and i need to rip the circuit board out why really um just because i think it's been butchered somewhat because it was plug and play so like every time we've tried to like wire pickups in we've had to like faff around with it and i just think maybe i'll just take out the circuit board and just put some decent uh just a decent wiring harness in it instead i see maybe i'll i was just like i know it, it came up again in the facebook group today i was like the pickup combination i really loved uh hearing was the the pickups that are in the new saint vincent hh and i was like is there some way i can have a five-way pickup selection on my on my sg <laughs> 
Can I put a blade in it? Man, you can man. actually. I think now you can. What are you talking about? You can about? get a six-way one, can't you? You can get a, you can get an, a six-way pickup selector. Man, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. In the world. I know, of but just when you're bored and you're just like, oh, I'll just do something with this guitar I'm oh. not playing. You're just <laughs> Jeff like, Goldblum. Yeah. You spent so much time uh, working out if you could. You didn't, you didn't think stop about. to think if you should. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> Joe, for listeners, Joe just I was trying to think what his movie hand on the table and then like, shook it in agony. I was, I was thinking about you know the Jurassic Park quote thing, you know where he's like, uh, "You package it, you put it on the pa- front of a plastic lunchbox, and you sell it. Want to sell it?" <laughs> Good old Jeff Goldblum. Anyway, so uh, to the Park podcast exactly that that brings us uh, neatly onto well not neatly at all onto uh, what were our <laughs> favourite things from Nam two thousand and eighteen. So um, the, we've had time for the dust to settle. We've got excited about all the things that happened at Nam. We've seen a ton of stuff, and to be honest, you know the hype has died down around some of the things that we may have thought were going to be the big hitters. We're out of the Nam bubble where yeah, everybody gets excited by stuff and well, now we're back to just real life. Exactly. So I kind of want people to go back to asking questions on the Facebook forum about whether or not they should buy a Baja Telly. <laughs> I saw which that. is like the I first not Baja Telly is so Sterling James Valentine. No oh mate. The, God. Fir- like the first thing I saw you when I got that home. that wasn't a podcast listener when <laughs> someone was like can someone explain the difference between a Mexican telecaster and a Baja? <laughs> I just sort of it was so uh. funny. The first quote, right, okay, Nam, Nam's definitely over. Like, <laughs> oh, man, it's such a stupid well, What question. was weird, though, is, is, is coming back and sort of looking over Nam, I was like, I definitely didn't see enough, and I'm sure no. I walked it like three or four times. I didn't see I'm, anything. I, think I, I didn't missed, think I could focus big on most of, the, most of the time that I was there. You what, sorry? I don't think uh, I don't think I saw anything. I don't think I could focus the bulk of the time I was on the floor. <laughs> Can I? I'm I'm going a little off piste here, but I actually have a I I have a question. I have a listener question. Shoot. Um, mainly aimed at Matt. Uh, Matt, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here. Um, you know that new thing Strymon released. Oh, the Eurorack module. What is it? I I it's a, it's, it, was it like it's a, a looper? looper? Right. Okay. I got yeah. that it was a looper. And I sat down with one. Well, I didn't sit down with one. I, I went to the. I found the the Strymon booth downstairs. It was one of the only things that I I set out to do. And I sat Next there in China. front of it for about for about ten minutes with um some sort of Moog synth and some other pedals. And I just I couldn't work out what to do with it. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Well, I am still learning. Euro rack and understanding modular synthesis. Um, and basically, it's the looper part of a Strymon timeline in Euro rack format, which means it's basically controlled by various uh, control voltages from oscillators or LFOs, or yeah, it's kind of going to be an odd one to explain, right. I guess. But um, I think I'm just trying to find the name because there was one before, but I think I'm, the page I'm looking at is quite old. I don't think it's on there. But I think basically it is the looper of a timeline, but instead of having buttons for record and play, it's all controlled via control voltage. Right. So weird. Very, just a weird thing for them to do. But modular synthesizers are becoming quite big like zvex last year did a bunch of uh modular synthesizer stuff so you can buy a fuzz factory in a a, a module and, and without going too crazy that's what i with going too in depth in that that's what i did on sunday when i was just like right show's basically over for me i'm pretty dead from saturday night i'm gonna go and walk around the modular synthesizers because my mate was like please check it out for me and it was there's some of the best inventions i've ever seen were in in that section like some of the stuff that people were creating, just like I have no idea what I would do with this. But there was a company, and we did talk about it probably a couple of years ago, called Pittsburgh Modular, and they actually made a pedal board that you could plug your guitar into and then put Eurorack modules on, and then you could plug your guitar through a bunch of Eurorack modules. Yeah, which I is do, something I, you can't I just normally this do. And I remember it. Yeah, yeah, which is something you can't normally do because. The line level signal of Eurorack is really hot. It's like 20. It's like 20V or something. So you can't plug a guitar straight in. Um, And I went to Pittsburgh Modern and went, 
are you going to make any of those pedal boards? And they went, wow, you're the first person to ask that this whole weekend. And I was like, <laughs> that's a no. And, <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, well, we sort of did it and it didn't really take off. And we thought it was a massive shame. And I was like, look, here's my card. Here's my email. Find me one <laughs> and I will buy it. And they were like, okay, we'll see what we can do. Um, but yeah, it's there was some crazy stuff there. But effectively, things like recording and looping and like the tap tempo are all controlled by a control voltage so for example you can record in time by sending the lfo trigger out from a particular module or something like that um so yeah unless you're really into synthesis i don't think you're gonna get it and i'm into synthesis and don't understand it so i don't really get it either um but regardless a very cool bit of kit Right, well, there we go, bonkers. So, um, um, so speaking uh, as we're on the as we're on the Nam Tact, bringing it back to my original point, I'd like to talk about what everyone's favourite things were from Nam. Jay Cross, I was going to ask everyone what their favourite sort of guitar amp effect pedal and biggest surprise was from Nam, but I appreciate as a as a company man, you've you you had much less time to walk the floor than than perhaps me and Matt did. So maybe what what were just in general? What were your favourite things that you came across at, at Nam? Now that the dust has settled. Well, I'll tell you a couple of the weird things that I saw. Um, the first, so the first thing that what one of the first things that we saw when we when we went for when we went for a little walk around was we. <laughs> We bo- so I was with the I was with our our friend Dan Grace, friend of the oh, podcast. Oh, friend of the podcast, Dan Grace, uh, who <laughs> works with me now. He does a similar job to me, but for um, acoustic guitars and squ- and Squire Electrics, but mainly acoustic guitars. And uh, obviously, part of part of that involves ukuleles. And so we were all looking out for stuff that we would, you know, need to know for work. And one of the things that we bumped into was the Mahalo uh, booth. Oh, yeah. oh my favourite stand. The Mahalo booth, and they had a bunch of really, really weird, like, toy ukuleles. But, re- like, they'd done a good job of making them weird and funny. And um, and I, I realised that I'm so far off of our... Everyone's turning off now. I'm talking about funny <laughs> ukuleles. But one of the things that I really loved was... And I'll show Joe this picture... Um, was this skull ukulele. Yeah. Where yeah, they had turned the body of the ukulele upside down so that the 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 brain of the skull was essentially the 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 top of the body so that the eyes for the cutout could be in 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 the right place yeah it was that was that was really weird and really funny um i really liked the uh obviously we went to the only ball booth i really liked the um the new the new uh the new albert lee the Sterling Albert Lee. The, well, the, both the Sterling Albert Lee and the uh, Ernie Ball Albert Lee, I thought were were both right. f- were fantastic. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The 
the new St. Vincent's look amazing. Do you know what's been eclipsed a bit by all of that? The, the new colours of the Valentine? No, this... No, well, I think... No, they've been very popular. The Sterling St. Vincent in stealth black. I did see that, yes. I thought I, that was very cool. I can't cool. believe they've done that. Yeah, that looked, that looked really cool. I tell you the thing that really, really annoyed me about the Ernie Ball booth, and this is something that I'm sure maybe four people in the entire event got annoyed by but um when uh, when we were having a little look around i saw the string display and i'm just trying to find a picture of it now so i can remember exactly the order but on the string display that they had for ernie ball it was obviously designed by someone who doesn't know anything about guitars because this is the order that the the strings were laid out in this isn't just how they were merchandised they had a big uh post they had a big decal across the back of it they went extra slinky hybrid slinky skinny top heavy bottom what regular <laughs> slinky Ugh. power slinky oh god and then super slinky why i know why I so, would you I so, do I was, that i was furious i was so angry it was just oh my god it, it, like i looked at it and i was even in terms of like a rainbow, that doesn't make sense. It it didn't make any sense whatsoever. I was I was so mad, honestly. Oh, that is awful. I was I was only ball letting the side down. Other than that, other than that, the booth was fantastic. Um, Maybe the best booth at Nam. Well, no, the Fender booth was yeah, the best booth one of them. at Nam, but yeah, you know, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did we see? I so I went and saw. I went and saw. I, I tell you another thing that was that was very weird was Mark Bass. Did you uh-huh. go to the Mark booth? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. So yeah. Mark Bass were having a silent gig. This when... was a great idea. So, okay, hear me out. Mark Bass were having a silent gig. They had two guitar players and I think a keyboard player. Um, or no, a guitar player, a bass player and a keyboard player having a jam. And I saw all these people just standing there and I could hear this noise. So so for, for, for listeners, they were handing out headphones on the way Well, in. that's what I was going to say. But I could hear this noise and I wasn't really sure what was going on. And I saw all these people stood around wearing headphones and I saw where the headphones were and I went over and they were silent disco headphones. So it was the thing where you could choose between three different tracks, but they were only broadcasting on the one track, obviously. So we, um, we stood there and we're, we're watching it and it was quite impressive, you know. And um and then I went to I went to leave and I took the headphones off and I realised I could still hear everything. And I put the headphones back on, I took them off, could still hear everything. Then what I realised was not only were Mark Bass promoting their basses and their guitar amps and you know and everything, they were also promoting their PAs. PA systems. <laughs> so everyone was stood around wearing these headphones, but the music was still coming through the PA system, so you could hear everything. Yeah. It didn't make any... Again, weird. it didn't make any sense to me <laughs> I, whatsoever. It was a weird I tell stand. you what, one, one of the weird things I saw, which wasn't actually a product, but I thought was total genius, was on Sunday when I was walking around the modular synthesizer bit, the guy was like really loud shouting over me like do you want a, like a demo on like the, the modules? I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, here, gave me this pair of noise-cancelling headphones that was so good I could only hear what was coming through and then they both had headset mics that were just talking to each other so Very he could cool. do a perfectly perfect demo with no noise in the background and talk to me like we we're having a normal conversation yeah I was like every booth should have that that was it was so yeah, good smart it's surprising I was like, how slow genius. people at Nam, considering what Nam is how slow companies are sort of it, adapting it, to we how were, to deal with the situation well, we were laughing, weren't we? I think on Friday when we saw some really expensive boutique brand, I can't remember what it was, and all their demo stations were going through Digitech RP55. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> like three and a half thousand uh, pound was, guitars going through a Digitech RP55. Um, I was like... It was... Oh, God. It was that Scandinavian well, company, Hagstrom. Really? Right. See, I noticed that with a couple of brands. Is uh, Who else was it that I saw it with? Oh, uh, actually, Ernie Ball. I went to try one of the um, one of the. Oh, no, was it Ernie Ball? Maybe it wasn't Ernie Ball. There was a couple of pedal companies. I went to go and try the pedals, right? And everything was going through headphones. Yeah, but they just they. 
they have they weren't using an amp through headphones. They'd just gone straight into an interface. Oh. It's it's sounded. Yeah. Oh, I, I think three... Chase, Chase Bliss were doing that. Really? Yeah. I think three well, I think... or four different people I went to try and I, 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 I played both the chords that I know. Normally I play them more than once, but I played them both once and went, I can't handle this. It's, it's too much. <laughs> well, I think this is the thing that I was going to say about Nam in general is that I saw a lot of stuff I liked, but to be honest, me, you know, Mark and um, Joe didn't actually like try a lot for a long time because no. this pretty it's much no loud. point and you don't no, get no, you don't get a good representation of anything like we went and saw um adrian thorpe at the thorpey booth and uh, he had his pedal board there and he had basically his oh, new poor eq adrian. and boost and his new compressor, compressor. and Which he was, was like the pedal he was launching so, it, it was so loud he was yeah. like he was like he was quite open he was like uh, man like nam is not the place i should have released a compressor oh no <laughs> because of course he didn't have a headphone set up either no. he was like does anyone want to try a compressor at NAM? Yeah. Probably not. No. I bet it's well good. Um, I'll tell you the other thing yeah. that um really that I was really surprised that I was into. Um, and it was something that I, I stumbled across downstairs. So I think I think I, cause I so Matt, I I'm gonna I'm gonna come clean. I didn't listen to all of the NAM podcasts. The reason for that being that I haven't had time. I did listen to um the first two that you did. Uh, well, those are the only two with me on it. No, that you weren't on either of the ones that I listened to. Oh, the, the Gak round, uh, the Gak round, the Nam round. Sorry, the Nam roundup podcasts were the one. Day one and day two were what I listened to. Uh, I listened to those on the flight home, and then I fell asleep and haven't listened to them since. But um, I, so I know that you explained what China was. Um, that China completely blew me away. But one one thing that I did find whilst I was walking around um, downstairs was um because obviously the more charismatic people within the uh with, who run these stores they they're desperate for you to come and check out their stuff and i've got quite good at sort of just saying no i'm okay thank you i can see what you've got there i'm not really that interested thanks very much but as i was walking past um these guitar these acoustic guitars and ukuleles this fella came over and he seemed really nice and he went you right there guys do you want to uh can I tell you about my guitars? And I don't know why I didn't say, no, I'm okay, thanks. There just seemed something really genuine about him. He seemed like a really nice guy. So we went, okay, yeah, let's let's hear it out. What, what's going on here then? And he went, so uh, this is these are Blackbird guitars. Uh, we make them in, based in San Francisco. And uh, they are primarily made of... Uh, a uh they're primarily made of uh, a, a a mixture of carbon fiber and linen <laughs> this is so not for you and i went this is so sorry? not for you sorry and he went yeah look and he and he pointed over to the wall and he had these strands of linen hanging on the wall and he went yeah we take this and some carbon fiber and uh bosh them together and mold a guitar out of them and i tell you what they were wicked <laughs> they were really really cool he totally convinced me he totally convinced me they were really really cool now i don't know a huge amount about acoustic guitars you know i know how to play a few chords and it sounds fine but i would highly recommend checking out blackbird guitars they were really really cool really um sorry is that blackbird or blackberg blackbird as right. in um the bird that's black right the yeah. blackbird yeah i've got it um <laughs> And it's blackbirdguitar.com, I think was the website. But they, um, they they were really nice, really sort of environmentally conscious. Uh, the, the they I think they said they work in a... I'm sure he said that it's like they try and be carbon neutral and this, that and the other. It, it was really cool, really... Oh, they actually look all right. They yeah, look, yeah. Oh, you found they it, yeah. They look really all right. They, they really look actually quite tasteful and it's quite different. And um, they were shoved in the corner down in 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 the China in the, Hall E in, in Hall E, where they obviously were sort of not having a good time. And it was nice to talk to someone really genuine and really cool. And I I, I immediately dismissed them. And I think from now on, when I walk past these sorts of booths, where normally I'd be like, I'm not into this, oh, I might man. give the people the time, time of day. They was, look great. Oh. I mean, they are. I mean, that's three thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, they were a lot of money. Yeah. But, they look but that was when we walked past those class guitars from um, from Germany. It was like they look a bit weird. But then, like, played it and was like, 
yeah, there's like amazing craftsmanship in this. You know, I think the thing is, is that some brands like Hawley was definitely really quiet this year. And I think some brands got left out by being downstairs when all the other yeah. brands were upstairs. Um, but it is always worth going checking out. But yeah, this year was kind of just like it was basically China down there. Um, doing a lot of OEM products. It was it was very <laughs> saw weird. the same PA system a lot. Yeah, well, the one with the lights in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that, that is was... not. That's the kind of proper pub PA system that a pub buys when they don't know what they're buying, and but they want a PA system. Yeah, oh, it's got lights in it. Be oh, great yeah, for the Friday night disco. When actually, what they should be buying is a you know a Fender uh, fighter PA speaker, obviously. You know. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Uh, yes, so uh, Matt Knight, uh, favourite things from Nam this year? Yeah, so as I said, I didn't try a huge amount, so there's a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to trying when I can actually hear it properly, but stuff that I really like the look of. Um, one, Abassi guitars, um, probably one of the busiest booths of the hot. Every time I walked past it, it was absolutely rammed. Was he there? Uh, he was there. He was, was, he he was there the whole time, and I think, to be honest, that was, was it a distraction? No, well, I think that's one of the reasons no, it was, he was so busy. Right. Um, you know, that, that that's one of the main things for Nam, isn't it? Get a celebrity on your booth. Yeah, and, sure. And, and, of course, most most brands have to kind of fight to get a celebrity to stay on their booth because no, no celebrities don't want to stay on a booth. But, um, of course, this being Tosin's own brand, he was literally there all day, every day. Right, well. And and you know what? If, yeah. you, if you went on there and you played guitar, he filmed you on his iPhone and uploaded it onto Abassi Guitars Instagram. So, oh, wow, that's cool. So, I mean, I think for, for a lot of people, you know, that everyone wanted to everyone wanted to try out an Abassi guitar. Um, yeah, but I think the thing that I liked was they were like, he was like, oh, people love this body shape and they obviously really wanted the Ibanez one, which obviously isn't going to happen, but not everyone plays eight string. So they're making six and seven strings. I was like... I'd be so up for buying a six-string one of those. Yeah. Oh, what, a Definitely. six-string? Yeah. Toast in a Bassy signature. Yeah. The six-string was actually the yeah. one that was most popular. We, we, well, of me, course. It, what? Well, yeah, obviously. But. <laughs> you say that like, oh, idiots. But, oh. uh, but me and Matt headed over there when uh, when uh, Fluff, uh, YouTuber Fluff, was uh, was was playing the six-string yeah. uh, on the stand. And it sounded absolutely cracking. There were a couple of great finishes as well. There was... Um, a really over the top I put it on the Guitar Nerds uh, Facebook forum guitarnerds.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum that is our mm, forum is that it Guitar Nerds forum group? Guitar I don't know group? Don't know. Have a look. I'm on it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Forum. You're right. Guitar Nerds Forum. Yeah, we... uh, Guitar Nerds Group takes you somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, we... uh, There was a... a, I put a picture of a really kind of over the top like figured... Uh, topped version of of the guitar, which was absolutely cracking. We really liked the look of that one, but there was some really nice. Uh, there was a really nice Matt White six string that was there. That was Matt yeah. Knight. Matt Knight. Uh, six Matt string. Knight six. Oh, no, I, I couldn't believe I got my own signature Bassy guitar. I know. Like, I've never crazy. met you before, but I really appreciate the signature model. Um, they they did look great. Matt Nitro and the the pickups. There were those pickups that uh, metalers everywhere are raving about these days. What are they? The uh, Fishman. Fusion. The Fishman Fluence. 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 That's it. Yeah, everyone's banging on yeah. about those. So, yeah, I agree. The um, those Abassis did look great. It was nice to see a guitar that was kind of not following suit. You know, that seems to be the the biggest compliment towards those guitars is that they are yeah. something a little bit different. And uh, everyone seems to be into them. They seem to be being very well received, indeed. Yeah, I, th- I don't think they're cheap, but I'd definitely be interested in trying one. If I could try one, I'd definitely be interested in, in giving it a go. Yeah. Um, there was a load of probably like this is the one thing I realised there is like there's probably a lot of mainstream stuff that the kind of listeners are like oh did you go and see this and it's like no we kind of just did Hall <laughs> D but a lot of the major brands are like upstairs we kind of caught a lot of the kind of smaller brands um, I really liked not to go on about Ernie Ball again but obviously I really like the St Vincent's we got to try them like before the Nam show um, so I got to sit down and play it through a proper amp without any of the noise and the HH is incredible um, really into the new pedal and um, I think they're going to send us one which is uh, the which is part tremolo. of their expression range the tremolo reverb Yeah. so it's like a Strymon flint but the expression, the expression pedal expression controls controlled. the depth the um, depth of what? so I'm really the, the actual like the mix basically oh okay so what you when it's when it's when your heel is all the way back it's off 
Yeah. And when the toe is all the way down, it's all the way on. And what can you control yeah. the the uh, the extremes of the reverb and the no i think you basically set it like a pedal and then this works as like i guess maybe it works more like an effects level i guess i'm so, assuming yeah, so sorry, anyway what, what, I, was, what I was trying to say there is can you are the reverb and tremolo controls on the side of the pedal and no they're on the they're top on the of the top. pedal they're on the top like, oh, right but you still have control over the sound you just the, the you can only effect one sound that's at right the top yeah, right yeah, only gotcha. one parameter. yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, thank you, Von Um But that that looked quite cool. The new Victory pedals looked really cool, um, which were the like preamps in a box. So like all their like most popular amps, but in kind of pedal form. That's right. There, the um, we went to Kraken and a Sheriff. I, I can't remember what else they had. The Countess ah, was the other the one. Countess. Um, what amps, else did we see? Amps on the uh, amps on the floor seem to be quite a popular thing. This Nam uh, Milkman as well were. Uh, uh, had their yeah milkman debuted the amp um <laughs> which i thought was really cool it was it's basically um how to describe it it's one of their amps that is like class d power amp if i remember rightly with a valve preamp that can be used as an amp as a headphone amp as a preamp or um as like an on the floor like recording output that had analog tremolo digital reverb um and i think it was going to come out at about 700 dollars i right. was like that is very cool because those milkman amps were very very cool um and they once again shared a stand with rock and roll relics which was by far one of the best looking uh, bunch oh, of guitars man. i've seen and rock and they roll, were last year as well rock and roll relics announced their lightning series as well yeah which they had the one that's been doing the rounds on social media i think today which is the pink one um kind of like 335-esque with tv jones pickups in um was on the stand and it was absolutely stunning. and the reason the reason for the name of the range uh is is on account of the the f holes as it were uh which are shaped shaped like lightning bolts you never expect yeah. that to look tasteful, but these did. They didn't just look tasteful. They looked absolutely They looked really killer. classy, those yeah. guitars. A- absolutely, absolutely nailing it at the moment. Rock and roll relics. Like, um, everything on that stand. They were the best yeah. relic, like, custom shop level guitars at NAMM. And the, I, I couldn't believe those those hollow bodies. I couldn't believe that you could... We were, we were talking about it at the time, Matt, but that you can reinvent the F-hole <laughs> and, and it's something yeah, and it so looked, obvious and it looks so good. Yeah, and it looks all right, you know, because it's very easy to make it, like you say, look, make it look very, very, uh, very cheesy. But no, that was that was a real, real good, like, guitar. I was like, a bit on the pricey side, $4,000, I think. Wow. Um, but for a hand-built instrument like that, I thought it was really nice. I look at you sometimes, Joe, and wish I could reinvent the F-hole, but, you know, here's what it is. Unbelievable. Um, I did have something to say. I'll tell you what, one thing that I noticed a lot of, speaking of relics, and I think this is quite apt, actually, is I noticed, uh, I was looking at quite a lot of, I can't call it relicking, but ageing, aged guitars uh-huh. um, at NAMM. And i tell you what, there was some, I'm not going to name any names, because that's not what I'm about. There was some, Bad looking relicking. <laughs> there was some bad. Are you, sure you don't want to name yeah. it. No, I, mean, I don't want to name. I don't want to name any I'm names. I'm happy to name it. I'm not. I'm not. I, you can do it. I'm going to name do, it. But I, I, I saw, and it wasn't just one company. There was a, a few companies that you would expect. Oh, I, I saw some bad looking relicking. Yeah. That's what I'm okay. Saying. So there, there are some companies that are very, very good at making some types of guitars, and I think it was the. It was a testament to what an art form relicking is. Whether you like relicking yeah, completely, or whether completely. you're an idiot, the <laughs> <laughs> um, you know there there are there are you, you can surely appreciate that some companies are good at it. Fender are very good at it. The Fender Custom Shop are excellent at making a relic look like a relic. There was some new stuff by Friedman that really wasn't good enough for the price point really wasn't like the the relicking jobs just weren't on point and 
and that is not a a, 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 a sort of um, a, a sign of the the company's standard quality at all. I think you know, Matt, you nearly bought a Friedman, and we have loved the Friedman tellies. They were absolutely spot on, but they had a couple of bits there, which. I mean, really, like maybe it's the the relic in competition has got so much higher. I mean, there were a lot of great relics. I thought Cole um, had some really awesome stuff out on their shelf. Uh, also, uh, was it Wild Custom, Matt? The um, they're French Wild Custom that we were checking. Yeah, out? they actually they did have they had the the one that we talked about, and I can't remember the name of it now. It was Wild Custom slash Savage guitars. And they had that kind of crazy half Firebird, half Iceman guitar yeah. in black. Yeah, that's Which right. looked absolutely amazing. Um, I think it's sometimes when it's just the arm contour, like relicking goes a bit heavy, it can look a bit like wrong. But then yeah. I guess we've said before, like that sort of relicking isn't a natural relicking. It's become a finish in its own right because – most guitars don't ever relic that way, even if they are that yeah. old. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, so I wasn't, I'm not saying that I was necessarily talking about free. No, no, no. And no. I'd, and you I'd like you to, necessarily weren't. I'd I like was. to. I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to point out that the uh, opinions of Joe Branton did not necessarily reflect <laughs> that of the uh, Guitar Nerds Limited. But whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just uh, whilst we're talking about weird finishes, there was an. Where's my phone? Because I took a picture of it. There was another guitar that I thought was just such a strange finish, and it was a uh, the Devon Townsend signature by who uh, was Framus. it? Framus. Was it Framus? Well, Framus. Yeah, yeah. The Stormbender, the Framus Stormbender, mm. right? So the Devon Townsend signature. He, here are the specs of the uh, here are the specs of the uh, the Devon Townsend. Uh, it's a mahogany back uh-huh. with a quadruple A flamed maple top. Quadruple A flame maple top, which they then painted black. <laughs> Why bother? What are you playing at? Why would they do that? It didn't make any sense the to relicking. me. It, no, it wasn't relicked at all. I know, oh, I was going to say, for when you relic it later oh, on. Oh, right, okay, for when you relic it later. Well, I mean, I'm not even sure if it was a nitro finish. It might have been a, uh, it might have been a poly finish, but, oh, man, I tell you what, that was that was very, very strange. Um, I also, I had but a But that lights of, up, doesn't it? The body lights up as well. The body lights up? Yeah, the logo, I'm sure the logo on the, the Framus Devon Townsend, it lights up at the bottom. Good Lord. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't so you know, know it's that. got that triangle yeah, underneath yeah, the bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. That lights up. Oh man. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, even so, why are you putting a quadruple A flame maple top underneath it? Just, just, I mean, maybe it isn't. Maybe they've just, maybe they're just saying that. Stick another couple hundred quid well, on it. You know. I think from from talking to a couple of companies, they were like, everyone grades. They there is no set grade. No, of course. That companies make their own grade, so it's kind of like. There is no such thing. Because, I mean, and this goes back to when we went to the Music Man factory and I was like, there was a neck on a cutlass and I was like, that is the most unreal flame neck I've ever seen. And they were like, yeah, that's just the quality of the roasted maple we're getting right now is just really, really high. There's some just some crazy stuff. But, and I was like, oh, do you never see a neck and like, you know, say, oh, I'll save that one for later. Because I remember when I went to Gibson, they were like, oh, if we see a really good top, we'll save it and put it in a special pile. And they're like, no, because as soon as a block of wood comes in, it gets an RFID chip and gets a serial number yeah. and becomes a model yeah. before it's even made. So they can never pull anything off off production. Um, so they were like, yeah, you're, there's going to be some guitars in 2018 that are going to have some of the most ridiculous flame necks you've ever seen. Wow. Um, but they were like, we don't grade our wood. We just buy good quality wood and we trust our suppliers and, and that's that. Yeah, they so. are absolutely owning it this year. Uh, gentlemen, we are pretty much coming up to time. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Are there any other things anyone wants to mention from them that we think the listeners should go and check out uh, um, at all before we I'm trying to think in? if there's anything else. Oh, with now the we'd, Stonefield we'd, Stinger. Yeah, the Stonefield Stinger is an absolute cracker. So that's uh, that that was the uh, the new Stonefield bass 
that's a bass that starts on the 12th fret. Starts on the 12th fret? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, what? So it's guitar tuning, but it's a bass. That was that thing that you put a picture up of? Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. It starts at the 12th fret? Yeah. So it's got a very short neck because it has the neck starting at the it goes from 12 to 23 or whatever yeah exactly but six string bass and it's strung yeah isn't that it, just like a <laughs> like, like a, a jaguar <laughs> like yeah. a short scale guitar but it's tuned guitar yeah. tuning yeah, yeah. so but, what like a jaguar <laughs> but it's like um it's only 21 inch scale <laughs> yeah and it was like it was like 15 to 80 on the gauge i think <laughs> and the neck is wider than a normal six-string yeah. bass. Well, it's it's about as wide as a six-string bass. Yeah, crikey! Um, but but and an absolute cracker. The uh, the the Stonefield Stinger. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely worth checking out. They were um, brilliant. Relish guitars. Yeah, you, st- yeah, you started talking about, about them. I don't know what that is. Did you talk about them in the other podcast, Matt? We did. We, did. we Matt, talked about, me very, and talk about them in the other give podcast. Give a very brief overview of Relish Guitars for our listeners. Um, Swedish When you build, say our listeners, do you mean me and you? Because yeah. we're probably yeah. the only people yeah. who haven't heard this story. That's true. Okay. Swedish built, kind of modular in the way that they kind of clip together. Um, really high end, kind of... I don't know how you describe them. Definitely just look up the body shapes. It's very weird. But they announced a new pickup system that's like a quick release pickup system for like literally unclipping pickups and then popping them them in. Um, but they also have um, a really unique pickup selection in, in which that it's touch sensitive. So there's a little strip uh, on the front that has three kind of positions that you basically touch. And the harder you touch or the longer you touch – it splits the pickups in different ways. So if you give it like the neck position, what would be the neck position, like a touch for longer than two seconds, it, it uh, splits the humbucker, for example. Weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, that very cool. That doesn't sound very uh, suitable for on the fly. I kind of feel that you may not be using it as an on the fly kind of guitar at that price. Maybe you would. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but that, they were very cool. I mean, there was loads of stuff that we haven't talked about. There was loads of amps we haven't talked about that that came out at NAMM. Um, I heard you were Orange, really into the, uh, the Marshall Origin, Joe. I thought it was quite a cool idea. I think I it's the, it finally cool. the amp they should have actually made. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, about 10 years Absolutely. ago. But yeah, they yeah, should have put amp. the Vintage Marshall logo on it. Absolutely. Of course they should. What? <laughs> oh, God. That really annoyed me. They made an origin series and yeah. didn't put their origin no, I know, like, I, on it. I yeah. mean, oh my god, it, come on, it's guys. just good that they've just gone. Come on, just come on, come on. They've like, gone. Hold read on, what something. Do people want? Go on a forum. <laughs> like, come on, Marshall. Come on. Go on a forum. Listen to a podcast. Watch a YouTube. Someone at Marshall has got to have something to do with the outside world. Surely, surely, surely. Anyway, so that brings us pretty much up to time. We're at the end of our NAM Roundup podcast. That's right. Next week, we will be returning to the traditional format of this podcast with... Of me, Mark, and Matt taking the piss out of you. Yeah, exactly. Mark uh, hosting and me being able to return to simply drinking and uh, occasionally offering humorous anecdotes. But but, uh, for now, I'm still your host. So thank you very much for listening. Um, do you reckon you can get through this bit? There's, there's something, something. Mark says something about the. Uh, you can support the podcast. Yeah, if at you various wanna, tiers. If you want to support the podcast, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash guitarnerds, where no. from as little as one dollar a month, month, you can support. support the, oh, I said it the wrong the way. Podcast. You can support, support the, the podcast, podcast. Uh, for five dollars a month. You uh, get you become you, you no 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 for five dollars a month you get uh, an extra half, half an hour, hour a week yeah. which we're going to record in a minute yeah um, and for ten dollars a no, week no you also get uh, access to all the bonus oh yeah you get access to all the Matt in Japan you get that one dollar and brand no you don't no you don't mate. You just get it ad you? you get it ad free at get one dollar. You're right, ad free at, at God one dollar. At five dollars, <laughs> you get access to the uh, to the uh, bonus content such yeah. as Branton's Ranton and Matt in Japan, and it includes. I tell you what, if you were ever thinking about signing up to the five dollar tier, now is the time to do it because the uh, Nam Drunk Cast is on there. 
the drunk podcast recorded by Mark Packham, Matt Knight, myself, Mary Spender and JD Short after a couple of litres of golden margarita is on the Patreon. That rhymes. And uh, that is thoroughly worth a listen. I really wanted it in the free area, but Mark Packham being notoriously the most boring man in the world couldn't possibly bear it. But honestly, go listen to it if you can. It'd be great. At $10, uh, you get access to all of those things. Plus, you get to become an executive producer Producer. and you get your name read out thusly. I'm going to read this out. You're actually going to do it? Yeah, I'll do it in one breath. Okay, you ready? Uh, Matt, do you want to do the backing? Because you never get to do the backing. Uh, no, because it might get laggy and then weird. No, I, I think that'd like be funny. In. I think that'd be funny. Right. Uh, Come on, quick. I don't know. Quick. I'm, I'm, I'm on the spot. I'll I just t- do... Da-da-da, da-da-da. Ready? Da-da-da. Matt Roberts, Derek Fitz, I can say Jake Gray as well. I can say whatever you want. I can say it all. That's right, Patreons. You think you've got one up on me? Well, I've got one up on you. Give me your money. I'll read your names out. That's the story here. Matt, were you doing doing any names? Were you doing the music in in 3 4? Yeah, I mean, Matt. It was really weird. Matt Matt totally doesn't know the time signature to (laughs) his own theme tune. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. Um, You can continue to join the fun at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at at guitar nerds and follow us on YouTube at guitar nerds videos. We'll be back next week in our traditional format for more of these shenanigans thank you very much for listening farewell cheers gang goodbye hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.